right. Jake us in. Not Jake. Some other person. I know, but Ames and Amy don't rhyme with take. Ames us that's, in. That's fair. Amos Amos towards in? the start of this hey, podcast. There we, there go. we go. I like that. Assuming Chris lost all the all the previous footage, as tends to happen. Actually, it hasn't happened in a while. Oh, we have We've been really good with not fucking up uh, recording. Lo- losing the very first episode made me very careful. <laughs> but yeah, so I was I was commenting. We're we're, we're here doing another Star Steer Her By thing, as we tend to do. This week we are on the third of the TNG movies, Insurrection. We are on episode not two. 144. Woo! That's divisible by 12. Attempt to. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing Insurrection, and I said I was glad I'm I'm introing this one since I'm the one with the most positive reaction to this movie. This movie, as we're talking about this movie, starts off on the planet of of the Baku, and suddenly, out of nowhere, Data runs in and starts shooting up a duck blind. We're still using duck blinds. We're fools, damn it! Mm-hmm. Fools! Mm-hmm. And Admiral Doherty, Do- one of Jake's corrupt Father. admirals from his list. <laughs> what? Father! OG! OG! Oh, you're going over. Father! Duck blinds, gotcha. Didn't didn't find the connection between Doherty and that. I do right. not get it. It was who one of the, the kids from Who Watches the Watchers. Oh, it's been a while. That Jake was, loves it was, to it was mimic. Bo- it was Bobby Hill. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so Doherty asks up Picard, says, hey, how do we turn Data off? And Picard's like, I'll be right down. And he's like, but wait, okay, that's fine. Picard goes down, they, kept, they capture Data doing a song, and and they realize, wait a minute, Data malfunctioned because all this crazy shit's been happening on this planet. Apparently there's this big hollow ship that's been programmed to look like their planet because they're probably going to want to steal the people away. I wonder why. Oh, here's why. Everyone's suddenly going through puberty again. Sure. No, it's a it's a fountain of youth planet is what it is, and and the Sona, who are the people who are working with the Federation in this duck blind, really really want to harvest all the midi chlorians something or others sure. from from yeah. the rings of this planet that help them you know cure their horrible horrible faces. <laughs> they look like plastic bags. They don't even look that fucking good. I liked them though. The thing is, I, I liked no a no whole they lot looked great, but they didn't look the makeup good, looked you know? great. I like the idea that. They, the makeup is literally just those, like, generic have-a-nice-day plastic bags. <laughs> so they've all just got a big yellow smiley face all stretched out and distorted. Accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> and say, okay, well, the Sona want to steal these properties, and they're going to go through whatever hell they can to get it. And they're going to steal these people away. So they hide out in the hills where there's all these elements that will repel transporting of, uh, of the things. Kelvinite. Yeah, nice. Good memory of that. I, I just watched it 15 minutes ago and I forgot that. <laughs> but they start stealing people anyway using these darts. Oh, yeah, those were a bitch. And and Picard, you know, he gets one of them, Gallatin, the second in command, to kind of come around and realize, okay, what if we don't do the whole let's destroy the planet of these people thing, because, dun, 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 they're actually our parents, and we're the same species, but since we left the planet and the aging thing stopped working, we turned into mutants. <laughs> That's how it works. It right? is. Yeah. Actually, it probably is. That's probably why these people can't leave their planet. <laughs> yeah. And why relocating them is a terrible, terrible idea. The Federation should not be behind at all. No fucking table flip. It's good to see Picard on the right side again. Mm. For fucking um, once, dude. So Picard's... Uh, 
sneaks them onto the hollow ship that they programmed to look like their ship. They think they're enacting the Collector, which collects all the metaphasic particles from their rings that would destroy the planet. And he's like, yes, yes, but why isn't it working? Hmm, interesting. Fucking hell, we're on a hollow ship! God damn it, Picard, you monster! And he goes over to the Collector himself and starts the countdown for the thing to destroy the, the what's The final countdown! <laughs> and Picard then beams over himself to manually deactivate it, doing the Picard thing. And does. And the end. And Riker Yay. rescues Picard, but lets the other guy burn alive! I mean, he, he kind of deserved, deserved it. it. Yeah, but was that really Riker's call to make? I mean, uh, Commander, there's two signals on the collector. Just lock onto the captain. Fuck the other guy. I mean, he's a Gallatin. jerk. Gallatin was a good guy, and they wouldn't have known. I know. I think technically it was his call, though, because he was definitely in charge at the time. Not saying it was a good call, but... Yeah, you know, he made the call, and the other guy blew up, and, uh, you know, sometimes that happens. So... So Chris hates this movie. So this movie, this is again, I think I said last week or at some point, I have literally not seen this movie in full since seeing it in theaters. I tried rewatching it. was in 98. He still hasn't. Multiple <laughs> times since then. So I haven't seen this movie in 21 years. It's not as bad as I remember. I expected it to just be utter, utter trash. But it is still terrible. What's so terrible about it, Chris? Because I'm, I'm curious. For me, ev- with one exception, which I think is obvious, but I will get to it. Data. Every moment <laughs> exactly. that is supposed to be like a character building moment is either boring as fuck, painfully cringe-inducing. Oh, like shaving the beard? I mean, so much <laughs> of it. Or some combination of both. At least I didn't show what else he was shaving. Either boring or cringe-inducing or both. The one exception, the one scene that like kind of made me feel anything aside from boredom or anger. The LaForge scene? Yes. Yeah. The scene where he's looking at the sunset, that's beautiful. I will yeah. not take that away from the film or Burton or I'm, anything. I'm curious because I forget in the next movie if he gets his eyes back. I if think, he continues to have no, he I has, think he has the mechanical This was a one-shot deal. Oh, okay. that's sad. Okay. Gets one sunset. That's all you get. Everybody gets one. Tell them. It was yeah. a good. It was a fucking awesome sunset. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go as far as to say that this this is my second favorite of the four TNG movies. Really? Yeah. I'd say ditto. Well, so far I, I would also say that, but I haven't seen. Yeah, I mean this is this is miles better than Generations. I look and at Generations, and it's fucking light years better yeah. than Nemesis. So. Well, I look at Generations, and the plot of Generations confounded me. Well, this one, and I think the thing I like the most about this one is it feels like Star Trek The Next Generation, the series, the most. Yeah. Oh, like, well, yeah, because it's a couple different episodes put together. It is, it is. And it's, it's because it's an ethical debate and not mm. a big fucking giant action show until the last five minutes. Well, um, I mean, you do have <laughs> Worf with his bazooka for, I love for, Worf for reasons. With the and where did it come from? Yeah, I feel like pants. he just like, all of a sudden he has it. It's like, Windows, oh. But since when does Starfleet have a bazooka <laughs> well, in their like handheld arsenals? It is during the Dominion War. That was sort of a throwaway line in the film. So if you weren't watching DS9, you'd be like, well, what? I, there's a war. Yeah. I, okay. That's the truth. That's one thing is that this movie and, and Nemesis especially do have implicit spoilers yeah. for DS9 and Voyager. Well, I mean, all it spoils about DS9 is that, that at some point we're going to have a war story. It doesn't give and, away much about it. Uh, Nemesis has a major spoiler for yes. Voyager. Yes, it does. Uh, but anyway. Awesome. Can't wait. wait. You yeah. Cat food. Um, <laughs> My cat's bread. So if you haven't watched Voyager, tune out <laughs> next week. 
But yeah, um, maybe we can make our review spoiler free. We could probably do we that. Do the, yeah, but if everyone's gonna watch for the movie a fucking twenty-year-old movie, yeah, but it's it's also ruining a twenty-year-old series. Also, I just want to state very good, concise intro yep. on that. Oh yeah, that's what I want. Take note. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about how I was bummed I wasn't gonna get to intro this one. <laughs> and such then, a great job. like, Data took off the hat, and just his head was floating there, and and then he, the guy walked up and he tripped, I, or maybe Data kicked. I don't know. So <laughs> play by play in the Data court. So, <laughs> so we're dicks. We're talking about. <laughs> The ethical debate aspect of this yes. episode film and Picard making up for his his decision and final mostly journey? because final something final yeah just because of final journey. journeys and journeys journeys end. End, that's the one but yeah it feels less like he was doing it for the right reasons and more like I want to get laid and here's the thing I look at that they're not, it's not a very very explicit relationship they cut a kiss scene <laughs> probably for the best because I don't think they needed it like more it's like he's He's connecting with her as a way of connecting to the people, which I get as a plot device, because if you don't have it, you don't care about the people. Yeah. Even though you should, just because... Well, then there's just a bunch of faces in a crowd, and it's hard to care about them when oh, you don't you, have one to focus you on. You mean as an audience? Yes. i sorry, I thought you meant... Yeah, no, you're right. As an audience, well, that is true. It's like when Riker and Data are talking about loss, and Riker's like, well, maybe if we all cared about every life... As mm-hmm. much as we care about the people we care about. Yeah. Was, no, no, as an audience, you're right. That makes sense. Yeah, I was connecting it, connecting it to... Have you seen the Chernobyl series? No, not yet. Very good. I've like, heard. Super, super good. I'm going to spoil one very minor... Or I'm going to spoil, like, a device they use. And that's they introduce a character, and it's a it's a pretty lady, because they're usually pretty ladies, because they get the audience to kind of side with you and, and, and see the points of view. But in real life, in Chernobyl, there were, like bunch of scientists that they condensed down to a single character so that you could kind of like follow their journey oh yeah and that's common enough in adaptations of real events and i thought the same thing that that they did with anish in this movie of they kind Mm. of like summed up the baku people in her yeah it's kind of like how in the film pearl harbor they cast josh hartnett is the role to represent the audience's collective disappointment So, the Baku. Mm-hmm. Their llamas were cute. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. That's something. I hated them. Really? Because... They're very smug. Yeah, they're, they're smug Luddites. Guinan would get along with them like what? Smug well. Luddites can kiss the fattest part of my ass. <laughs> not, well, the, not the hairier one of your and like, Here's the other like thing. Usual. Okay, so Picard's moral quandary, right? His whole... His moral stance, right? Yes. He, oh, he's doing the right thing. The ethical thing. Well, let's just... Let's con- let's consider that for a moment. Okay. Whoa. Right. Okay. So first of all, Picard. We're, we're, we're writing Doherty's ethical wrong. Picard is on record mm-hmm. as being in support of the forced relocation of Native Americans. Yep. Which he was going to do. Totally was until he made a deal with Wesley with the fucking Car- wor- with the worst people in the galaxy. The Ferengi. To be like, yeah, you can you can have this planet. Just promise, pinky swear, you won't, you know, subjugate or persecute the, the do those things that are just everything yeah. your like government he basically, does. Basically, so like at at best in that episode, he is he is supporting the uh, the forced relocation, and at worst, he is Allowing, abdicating yeah. any moral authority over the situation. Yeah, because there is and patting himself on the back yeah. for doing it. Yeah. Um, prime director, prime director. So, so oh no, now, wait, it wasn't even prime. It was a Cardassian yeah, treaty. Yeah, it was a treaty thing. Right? A treaty We're trying to avoid hated. war. Yeah. yeah, and like honestly, 
Sure, whatever. It happened. Cat's God, back. Let's just move the cat. We do. We keep coming back. Um, he has legs. All right, so now so he's on the record. <laughs> now we have this episode here. Oh, and he's yeah. So anyway, so we have this 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 movie in which basically the same setup. We're going to forcibly relocate these people. Now remember, in Journey's End, it was to relocate people over a treaty, mm-hmm. right? They're talking, and now we're talking about relocating a very small number of people. What did they say? Six hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm. six hundred people. And the and the issue at hand is literal immortality. Yeah, for everybody, mm-hmm. for billions. No, so no, not everybody. For well, for anyone that in, uh, for fucking rich people. I don't, that's who it would be for. Well, that, mm. that's not what it said. Well, wait. Like they're there t- are... they're talking about how they could devise medical treatments using this this. Well, I don't think it would make anyone immortal. It would just ludicrously extend lifespan. Well, sure, yeah, it and would also fix a lot of diseases. It would and sure. like cure. Give Jordy more so eyes. like so here you have this planet of these luddites that are smug, smug luddites, smudites, <laughs> smugites. <laughs> And they're basically hoarding this power. Now, I will say that Doherty, in the way he goes about this, definitely wrong. And like teaming up with the Sona, a species that literally has slaves. Yeah. Um, like Troyes, I think, says, like, why are we allies with these people? Yeah, they the, are actual monsters. Yeah, now, everyone on the Federation Council who signed off on this should be forced to resign. Yeah, this is real bad. And like, maybe these, be sent to a prison camp. Well, yeah, these well, Sona are, people are shit. Ships a violation of the Treaty of Algeron? Well, there's already an exception happening because yeah, of the war. And yeah, anyway. so, so there's the, gray, might be, the grayest of areas. It is yeah. a gray area. It's probably not totally kosher, but it happened. So yeah, teaming up with the Sona, not great. Bad, but bad. from from a from a perspective, you I feel like say. Picard. In this case, there are way more reasons for Picard to go along with the plan, or at least. You know, maybe not the forced relocation as as planned, but you know, it seems like he's straight up against doing this. Whereas, well, Picard says, like, could we send scientists? And they're like, oh, they are our best minds already tried, and the best way we can do is to fucking decimate this planet. And honestly, if we move these people, we learn in this movie that they'll probably turn into sona type plastic in, bags in a hundred years. In a hundred years, everybody turns into a fucking plastic bag in a hundred years. Yeah, but what's to say that that won't happen to everybody who uses? The energy. Well, maybe it is. But well, I think the reason they get all gross is less that the radiation did that. It's just that because they're artificially extending oh, their right. lifespan yeah, yeah, so yeah. much, they're just they're becoming desiccated. They're because they probably left the planet on the inside and the outside. Yeah, they left the planet probably when they were like physically in their like you know whatever twenties or thirties, and then they left it, and now they're sort of just like artificially extending their lives and getting obsessed with plastic surgery in a sequence ripped straight out of Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and also... Oh, Brazil is a cool movie. It, oh, I, I thought you meant the actual country. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, they do a lot of plastic surgery in Brazil really cheaply, don't they? The, the Terry Gilliam movie has a scene where a woman is getting plastic surgery where they, like in this, they literally just kind of like pull Pull her her face face back and staple it into her skull. It reminded me of Cassandra from uh, Doctor Doctor Who. Who. Oh, the woman that's just a a, a film of skin. Skin. With a face and like some wires going to a jar where her brain is. I am the last living human. Zoe Wanamaker. Good actor. But um, yeah, but just a 
just a film of skin, so it's hard she's hard for her to get roles. She gets typecast easily. Um, <laughs> she played the magic carpet in the new Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> a whole new world! She's gonna play the sheet that Michael Jackson put over his kid's head before dangling him over oh. a balcony in the biopic oh, they're making. Oh, God. Are they making a biopic? About I don't know. I'm sure they will eventually. Anyway. Um, yeah, we were talking about the yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, um, Their planet must get overpopulated quickly if they keep procreating well, the and not like, dying. Like, there's a shitload of kids. Doesn't make There's any all sense those children. There's a shitload of kids. But maybe they've been kids for like a hundred years. No, they the said. kid even says I'm like twelve or whatever. Yeah, no. Oh, it, yeah, that's through right. Through the convenience of space magic, the immortality radiation doesn't kick in until you're an adult. But something like shrug. If you can imagine that, if you know, they, mature. Unless they only started with like four people, maybe Ooh. they could only be at six hundred now. But, I mean, they also just might. Not, you know, they might have the good sense to not procreate that terribly often. But there's like they, a whole bunch of fucking kids. You know, only like true. four or five. Though, Although the other Don't thing we only too see is, like a handful of children. They say, uh, curly haired dude says, "Oh, a group of our young people left a century ago." Mm. Well, right, and that's the, now, the Sona, right? Well, right. Now that's the Sona. Now here's the thing. I'm wondering if that quote unquote group of young people was like millions, because the Sona are really fucking powerful. That's true. They got a shitload of ships, these big ass ships. Yeah. They got they've been able to subjugate two different races yeah. in a century. Mm. Yeah. And they apparently have the best science because they invented this collector. <laughs> oh god. What the Shit. fuck is wrong with you? A lot of things, I'm so sorry. And you know, and they've been able to do all this fantastic stuff, yet there's only six hundred people on the planet. Their yeah. progenitors are six hundred people. So it strikes me that maybe there's there was like a much bigger civilization on this planet, and it was like most of them left. Maybe, like again, Picard doesn't do off. Picard doesn't do the first bit of investigation. See, maybe these people are assholes. I mean, they are assholes. This 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 woman wants to to stroke my dome, but you know what else? Is... <laughs> I haven't like, seen a bald man in hundred years. 32, three months and an odd number of days. Like, here's the thing. I think the Baku are self-righteous douchebags, but I still don't think the plan is good or ethical. No, it's not good or ethical, and it should have been done in a different way, but I still think that there's... Like, because here's the thing, right? We're never going to hear or see again... No, either of these species. And here's my my other question that that ties in with with the Baku people is... How about they share the planet with the Sona? Why well, they, the they Sona... have a throwaway line about that. Oh, yeah, what was the throwaway, throwaway line? Is that they're so far gone okay. that, like... It Physically? Would, it would yeah. take 10 oh. years. It would take a decade for the radiation to begin to heal them, and some of them aren't so? going to live that long. Yeah, Which, fine, like, they're yeah. They're assholes. Let them exactly. die. That's the thing. It's, it's don't like... I that. I mean, it gave a blind man eyes in, in like, like, two days. Yeah, like, like, come it on. It made Riker shave his beard in a couple of hours. Well, it plus, gave hey, a fucking bitch of a pimple. What they could Jesus. totally do is just use that unexplained fucking time magic to yeah. stretch out. What the fuck was that? It was entirely unrealized. Oh, yeah. That was, that, yeah, that was another it thing was that in, just came they out of nowhere. They could have cut it entirely. It was used twice in the movie. And was unnecessary. And like no, one bad, time was like bad idea. for Picard to like keep get a, a boner. Keep Anish alive for literally thirty extra seconds. Yep. Yeah. Like that was so 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 bad. And like it's not explained. And like the fucking stupid hummingbird and goddamn it. 
Yeah, that was also just really kind of not great CG. Besides, like it looked good from far away, but then they were oh, okay. better CG it. than the critter though. The oh, one. but I love. Oh, the I real. love the critter. It looked like a porg. It didn't look like it fit with the movie. No, it looked less like a porg and more like oh that worm thing from uh, no well, that too. There's this old like '30s animated character. I think it was supposed to be a chipmunk or something, but it just had these like this these huge cheeks and a tiny head. I thought it was adorable. They did make an official plush toy, but the plush toy was way too. F- like hairy, oh. like you tell it's supposed to be like a, it's a little floppy thing. It looks yeah, like a little caterpillar. Yeah, it's got like a hair. It was looks like, like if it's you short take a washcloth and then put a little head on top of Aww. it. But yeah, I thought it was. Chris adorable. is going to do that with his washcloths when he gets home. <laughs> but yeah, the CG yeah, wasn't had a good. Mushroom tip face. Uh, uh, kind of. Yeah. A little what face? Mushroom tip face. Oh yeah. But I, I love the rill. It's called the rill. I found that out. Rill. Um, again, the official plush toy was way too hairy. Like it should have had short hair, but they gave it long hair. That's because the CG couldn't do long hair. But it looked better with short hair. It was cuter. Mm. Yeah, I expected the whole scene where, oh no, boy thing left it in the cave. I expected that to be like a much, much bigger like thing. A, like a teddy bear moment? Well, that, that's no, I expected it to actually like get someone in like bigger trouble. Because yeah, it was, me oh too. no, there was a cave-in and we saved Anish in literally two minutes. Yeah. I thought for sure that, that he was going to be problem. like kidnapped or something. Or like kid. added it to Data's storyline, which is Data's whole storyline after he gets his fucking memories back and realizes where he's been all this time fucking someone on Baku. It's like, oh, does Data learn how to have fun? That, that's the thing. It feels like they cut a lot out of his story. Because it's like, there's, changed a lot of, there's a lot one of stuff. scene with the kid being afraid of him, mm-hmm. one scene of the kid starting to warm up to him, and then at the end, it's like, playing in hay. We're well, best was, friends. In, in the caves, it was like, Data's like, go, go. And he's like, no, no, I want to stay with that you. Too. But it feels like that was a very half, not even half, it was a very, it was a, quarter-baked plot. It was, like, it was plot. the gra- gradual progression, which, you know, I get it, but it's like, it's it's, it's just weird. It, it, it's interwoven so randomly, it doesn't feel natural. It feels very forced. Hmm. It's so more than Bev got to do. Oh, she got to talk about her breasts, though, because that's what women get to do. <gasps> like, My titties are so hot! One of the only scenes they let the women have, and it's about their boobs. Hey, like, but really? it, it passes the Bechdel test. At least they're not talking about men. That's true. Oh, oh God. Oh, My the... cunny is so tight now! My cunny! Oh, no! Humor, or attempted humor no. in this film. Attempted uh, humor in this film. Oh There's like again, the grossest word for it. You're the worst. Isn't that the worst? Do you call them cummies too? Oh, <laughs> anyway, that's the, that's the grossest word for that. <laughs> Any <laughs> fucking way. Done with this. Oh. <laughs> but like all the attempted humor in this movie is awful. Because again, it's the like. You know, they're talking about their breasts, and then Data's all like, hey, Worf, even though I know what boobs are. <laughs> um, you know what joke I did like? Because a lot of the jokes were stupid and flat, like, you know, Worf having a zit and oh, all this stuff. And they just I kept act- getting back to it. I actually really, really liked Riker sh- shaves the beard and says, oh, yes, yes, smoother oh. than an android's bottom. And then Data touches it, and they cut the lines. There was supposed to be a line of him saying, no, it's not, or something. But just the look that Data gives him is like, the look is really good. It's like, not even close. It's, it's so good Brent Spiner acting. It was good acting, but I still hated the gag. The gag is, well, the, well, we didn't need Record to shave the beard. He doesn't look great without the beard anymore. No. He's got, he never he's, did. I didn't think it was a good look to begin with. When he was young and, and no. his face when he was, was tighter. taut. Yeah. <laughs> not fucking. Poor Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> I know. I feel like we shit on this poor man's physical appearance so often. Listen, I, he, I just, he, like, he I just fucking love a beard. Get it. I think he's hot, but even now, I'd still hit it. Sure, Jonathan Frakes will feel much better knowing that. I'll make sure to add his so, Twitter what? with this episode. Yeah. 
Let's like because because there's certain things about aging that are not a result of the body aging, but just like living in gravity for a yeah. long time, like. Balls getting longer. Long balls. You got we're, long balls. No, Larry. we're back on saggy tits. We're back on Bev's one element in the story. Uh, but so, like, I'm just imagining that 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 like the 400 year old guy just has like has to like wind up his <laughs> nutsack. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh God, you don't want to staple Why? that back. You do that wrong. It's really painful. How did we get from beards to this? I Boobs. don't know. And bad humor, and and Jake. Jake oh, and I God. are always thinking about balls. That reminds always. me. Does their Except hair grow on the well, balls? I think they start to imply. They, I think they imply that Picard's is starting to come back at one point. I love that Jordy grows eyes in like a day. Picard can't get his hair back though. To be fair, I mean. Picard has been alive longer than Jordy and has probably been bald longer mm. than Jordy. Oh has god, been alive. when he decides to mambo. Gee. That's the other problem. <laughs> is like we're like, oh good, Picard's making the right decision this time. But it's like he's maybe only doing it because he's hormonal again. Well yeah, that's like that's the, yeah, we didn't need that. There's at all. so many caveats. Well that yeah, and and that's exactly right. You know what would have made this movie a lot better? Is if William Shatner showed up? It was a yes. fountain of youth thing, but they weren't all going through puberty again. Well, I mean, that would have been okay too. I would have been okay with but that. But then, how would they have? But I would have made. Out? I would have made the Baku a pre-warp civilization. I would have made them. I would have made this a, fir- a, a first, a prime directive movie mm. because, and I would not have had necessarily the Sona related to the Baku. It could have just been another evil admiral. It could have been the fucking. You know, it could have been an evil admiral. It could have been the Cardassians. It could have been. Yeah. I, it would have been nice if it was an established villain. Yeah. That we could be like, okay, yeah, I understand why these guys. Are bad. And it, no, I and, understood the Sona really well. Yeah, like, but they they, they, they want know. to be healthy again. But why do we need a fucking yeah? They'll go through. They'll do anything to have their faces back. Well, it was probably at least partly because since these standalone movies need to make money beyond maybe just Star Trek fans, they were trying to give it. Something where you didn't need to know the history. But, but they had the Duras sisters in yeah. generation. And, and Kirk. I, I think if they had made them, I think if instead of the the uh, the Sona, they had, you know, say the Cardassians, because because you, you could just as easily if you if you're you don't have to have no Cardassian backstory, right? To know that this is bad. Look at the I, way I they dress. But the they're the bad guys. The Cardassians do fabulously. But that's but that's yeah. not even. I mean that's. Beside the point. The point I'm making is is not that the Sona should not be the Sona, but that the Baku should... If they were just a pre-warp civilization and this was an evil admiral with or without the Sona... If this were literally the Mintakans again. If it was the Mintakans, but this time the Mintakans got something that you Starfleet want. needs mm. or wants. This badly. This badly. Badly enough to destroy... Then, then like Picard culture. has a much better moral foundation to stand on in Plus terms of... Plus he wants to fuck one of them. Well, and and then presumably also cut the oh, fucking geez. stupid love story, or even like and like you know and maybe you know but then again instead of being just a copy of Journey's End then it becomes a copy of Who Watches the Watchers. But even if you maybe replace like the magic space radiation with just like they've got a metric fuck ton of dilithium. I don't know I, because I think I think it's important. I like that the, that there's magic space radiation or you know the fountain of youth type thing because it's nowhere else. Because it's nowhere else, and yeah. it's the type of like it's just, if it's just resource true. exploitation, you can be like, yeah, okay, I don't really, I can't get by because it almost has to be something that you can almost be like, 
yeah, it's worth it. It's worth mm-hmm. it to fuck these people over to get this. Yeah, and, and like well, again, a fountain of youth is is um, in that realm. And it would yeah. totally be worth it to someone, except that you know, if it's in the hands of the Federation, then they have control over who gets it, and you know, it's not going to actually be equally shared. No, not at all. Like they're not going to give that shit to the Ferengi or the fucking you know Packlets. Or it's you know, it's definitely like, not the Packlets. It's like uh, Christopher Lloyd's speech in Star Trek Three. Yeah, you'll get it, but you'll wind up you know with the Federation flag fluttering in the breeze overhead. What the Baku should have done is kept their little 600-person settlement and just made it into an actual spa planet. Well, yeah. here's, and here's the other thing, too. They right? can make bank. They can oh, have God. gold plus lat- some, gold some, plated Latinum Some Ferengi is going to find out about this planet. Oh, oh, pick me. There was a cut scene. Armin Shimmerman and Max Grodenchik were supposed to be in this movie. Oh, my God. They uh, Max Grodenchik was going to just be in the library as a... Who is that? Is that a nom? He's going to play Rom. Rom, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, he was going to be in the in the library being a trill as another mm. thing. Yeah. Um, but Armin Sherman would have been would have been Quark trying to get a timeshare on this planet. Oh my God! Yes, totally doesn't fit. Not I'm at actu- all. I'm actually no, glad they cut it because it doesn't make terrible. any sense in this movie. Yeah. Oh God! Speaking... Except that it would make sense for Quark to do this. Yes, it definitely makes. Speaking sense, of yeah. not making sense, Quark. so Generations Wharf is still part of the crew. It's fine. Uh, first contact, he was at the battle, they beamed him off the Defiant. Sure. Nemesis, the reason he's there makes sense. No, it doesn't. It makes sense. We'll get there next week, though. This Spoilers. one is literally, Mr. Wolf, what the hell are you doing here? Well, sir, I camera pans away. Like, really? Yep. They could not think of which they just, to be here. Like, fucking, it would, it would have been better if they didn't even mention it. That he, like, just have him just there... I would have assumed something happened off camera. Okay, but here's what actually happened. He was like, I remembered that I left Alexander here eight years ago. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? Oh, that we that shipped him off ages ago. <laughs> or if you remember, that ship crashed. You were on it when it crashed. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just on uh, Viridian 3. Well, no, he, he, <laughs> he, was, he was picked up by one of the random crews sent oh, to like, God, disassemble a, the saucer. No, he's a Sona now. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. That's good. Write that script, Caitlin. Yeah, really. That would have been a better be villain. Alexander, out for revenge. No, it wouldn't have. It would have been Alexander. <laughs> it would have been hysterical. I mean, yeah. Father, you forgot me. His father just flicks him in the forehead and he collapses. Yep. End of movie. End of movie. Good. But they still don't explain why Worf is there. God damn it. Yeah, okay. Uh, so we got some more, uh, we got some Enterprise E action in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and Riker's doing a thing? Riker, Riker takes command of the ship. To go, uh, to go get, in, get through the briar patch and tell the Federation to, to, a thing. To, to, to call home, to call up and say, hey, there's some telephone. bad shit going down. E-T phone this Doherty guy is kind of a douche. Um... <laughs> I wish that he talked like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we learn a couple things about the Enterprise E. One of which is it has ram scoops. I've never heard the Bassard collectors referred to as ram scoops. I think they're part of the Bassard collector. Aren't I, they? I, I is that guess just what what Riker calls it because he doesn't remember the name. I also just wonder because I thought that those were for spe- a specific thing, like they had a specific task. But now it looks like they just general suck up. You know, space vacuum so that you can blow it out your ass <laughs> at some other ship. Accurate. Okay, so we learned that. And now we also learn that the Enterprise E has the 
Manual steering column. You've been, you've been building this up for years now that I expected it to be like this really, really big thing, and it was just a thing that popped up. Well, what's and... funny, the thing that's yeah, funny about it is just, it's like a flight stick from like a yeah, jet fighter. It's like a really, or like fucking... A video was, game. Yeah, I was going to say, some piece of shit that you would have had on your computer in the early Like it 90s. legit looks, I think I had the exact joystick that they used for that a prop. Here's what, here's what I was expecting, since you've been playing it up for, for several years now. I was expecting it to be more phallic. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not I mean, phallic He does have enough. to wrap no. his massive man hands around it. He does that with most things. Yeah. Troy, for instance, in this movie. Back and forth. I don't know. I think... I, I don't think it was necessary. It was one of those things where the, I'm sure the filmmakers are like, oh, yeah, he's going to call for manual steering column, and it's going to be badass. He's going to take control of that thing. He's going to fly the ship right down their throats. And then it turns out it's just this lame ass video game controller that pops up. I don't know. I just I've always found the manual so, steering column to be lame. So dumb. Um, but also, like, why call it a steering column? It just doesn't. Joystick. So you use it to steer the ship. I know, joystick. But when I think of a steering column, I think of not that. Also, when they talk about like any other time they're in any kind of space battle. Nine times out of ten, someone's going to shout, evasive maneuvers! Evasive maneuver! Evasive evasive maneuver! That's that guy's one job, Picard, Picard Delta Four, you know? Engage Kirk maneuver six. And like, you would assume that there's somebody that's got a flat panel of glass, and he's typing in the commands to make the ship do the thing. Whereas the manual steering column is just like, yeah, no, just whirl it around a bit. Yeah, like, shake it up. That should always be what they whip out during a battle, if that's how it, it yeah, works. Yeah, it, but it's a, but that's as well established. That is not even when they're doing. Chris, they can't afford to have awesome equipment like that. Just like, in every do you remember episode? when Picard what? had to do? Had to do had to pilot out of the yeah the asteroid field in was it Samaritan Snare? No, I don't remember. Might have been that. I don't Something know. like that. There's one the episode where they're in the stuck in the asteroid field and they it's a booby trap. It's an ancient booby trap and it's leeching the power off the ship. So they do a quick blast from the from the engines and then Picard has to pilot the ship out using very you know very precise maneuvers. And even in that episode, he's very carefully dialing in mm-hmm. the commands into the controller, into the into the panel. There's no manual steering column. No, nope. it's not fucking Star Wars. And I just found the I just find the man, manual steering column a little distasteful I think and I actually, cheesy looking. I think I actually said use the Force, Luke, when that thing came out. <laughs> yeah. Now that you mention it, because <laughs> Top Gun shit, you know. Yes, yeah, we, we I feel also the need for speed. Ah, uh, here it is. What? The manual steering column was the Gravis Blackhawk PC joystick. Yep, Neat. that feels right. Mm. The other, the other flying scene that we see is uh, the shuttle take, like, taking down Data's little shuttle thing. Mm. Um, and I look at that and I say, like, if Riker is such a great pilot, he should be the one piloting this ship, and maybe Picard can still be there to sing a song at Data, which was kind of cute because Data's very cute. And then not have Worf in that scene at all. Like, I was just thinking, like, just, why is Riker the not, not being the pilot here? Because... Because it's a movie and Picard has to do everything. Yeah. Movie. Picard does so many things. And the, and the rest of the cast does so few things. Yeah. Especially the women. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> that, that, that scene is a good example of something that just went on... It was long. Way too long. Yeah. It did not need to be that long. That could have been this so is, much shorter. This is the shortest of the Star Trek movies. 
It is, feels like it takes forever. Well, it's because they do. They have all these like super long shots, like the like six hour montage of them moving the people across the hills and valleys, and yes, like those llamas only the, move so fast. The ten minute like look at our peaceful village bullshit at the beginning. Like I would rather. Wa- oh God, that opening. Every other Star Trek movie. They open with just music over a star field, and you think, well, why not actually have some establishing shots happening now like a lot of other movies do? Oh, this is why they don't know how. I would rather watch the fucking motion picture Enterprise interminable flyby scene again. No, you wouldn't. It, you would You would cut your arms off. The music is nicer, and I don't have to watch children playing bad CG hacky sack. Oh, yeah, that's true. The hacky sack was pretty lame. It was so bad. But Hacky Sack was so dope in the 90s. Oh, that's the other thing. It was just way too dated, like the haircuts. Also, curly-haired dude, like... He looked like David Hasselhoff. I was gonna say, like, I remembered him looking more like the guy who eats pieces of shit for breakfast. I was disappointed that he doesn't look like him that much at all. I thought he looked like uh, Castillo. That's who... The guy that eats pieces of shit for breakfast, yes. From Happy Gilmore. Yeah, he... I still haven't seen that movie. He famously said... He's he's the, like, bad guy. And he says to Happy... But I also haven't seen the other one. He says to him, um... What's the other one? Happy Gilmore and... Madison, I haven't Billy seen Madison. Billy Madison. They're either. not really, I mean, other than they have Adam Sandler. They're the same them. movie. That's, that's well, right. Well, yeah, they are the same movie. That's what I mean. I have seen neither, but, but they I understand are, they're the they're, same they're movie. They're not, like, in the same universe. But yes, they're shit-talking each other, and Castillo goes, uh, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast, and Adam Sandler goes, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? And all Castillo can come back with is, No! <laughs> I actually quoted that earlier this week, so. But yes, I always thought he looked vaguely like Castillo as well. So I'm glad it's not just me. I mean, it's that it's that generic male curly hair look from yeah. from like the 80s into the 90s. It was like you had Castillo, you have Shatner. Shatner had it. Uncle Jesse uh, from Full House. No, his hair was more wavy. Yeah. No, no, I know. Um, it was just, uh, it was more, oh, but it was, um, frankly, it was more a Steve, mullet. Uh, Steve, Steve Gutenberg had it. Steve Gutenberg. Uh, yeah. Who's Steve Gutenberg? Is that Alan uh, Partridge? Po- Police no. Academy. Yeah, Police Academy, Short Circuit, High Spirits, which we mentioned once before. I haven't seen any of these films. Wow. But no, he's American. Okay. What's his name? The guy I was just thinking of. Steve Coogan. Thank you. At least he's still a Steve. Anyway, moving on. Sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ames, maybe you'll know. Did they not finish the special effects for the collector fight scene? Oh, with the blue screen? Yeah, like, it looks like it's blue screen. That it should does be chroma keyed like out, right? Yeah. It's not just, like... I was, I was thinking that, too, but then I realized that... It would have been green screen at that time. True. So it would. Yeah. I think. I think it was. I think it was just a poor choice. It was a very poor choice. It was choice. green screen. They put some blue screen over it to make it look yeah, less like green probably, screen. Actually, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like replace the green screen with uh, something that's the color of blue screen. Yeah. I don't know what, what moment. <laughs> so so the, the, when they're in the collector and they're having their big fight at the end. Sure. And all around and them, they knock, and then and Patrick Stewart knocks back Abraham over a wall. Yeah. Sure. That whole set. Has blue like walls. blue walls, oh, I which, didn't notice. which would look they look like blue screen look walls like, that were supposed to get replaced with something. And yeah, I thought that too. But yeah. the more I thought about it, I was like, mm, that seems it's just like unlikely. you said, a really poor choice of color. I think so. And it's just like because you just sit there, you're like this just looks incomplete. Mm. This looks yeah. like they forgot to finish. Well, the would, I think it also would have been cooler if, like, you know. The they whole, were just windows? It was just windows, and you could see the planet outside and shit. Yeah. I do know that this is the first of the Trek movies not to use physical models, because CGI was the thing now. Mm. And they also didn't use ILM this movie, because ILM was busy doing the Star Trek prequels now. 
Because we're at that point. Oh, yeah, episode one was going to be out in a year. Horrifying existence. You know, I wonder if the collector was meant to look unfinished, actually look unfinished, because, like, they hadn't quite made it to the final phase of the plan yet. Well, the final, they were, the final phase of the plan was to use the collector. Well, right, but that's what I mean. Like, maybe they were going to add some artistic flourish. It didn't look unfinished in an in-universe sense. It looked unfinished Just in a real-world yeah, like sense. Oh, okay, I got you. Like, it looks like they didn't finish the effects. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just didn't know if it could I mean, they had time to the do Worf's funky bazooka, so... <laughs> it is it. Also, the bazooka was purple. The, the rocket that came out of it was purple. No, I didn't notice. That was interesting. That's to be the, the only purple weapon, I think, in Star Trek. At least that the Federation has, yeah. Maybe it was dipped in Klingon blood. I don't Maybe. know. I liked Warp with the bazooka. It was a I very thought, Warp thing thought, to do. The other thing... Okay, here's the thing, right? Okay. Another thing we learned about the Enterprise E is there's a captain's yacht, mm-hmm. which is like a big... The Cousteau, which is nice. Which is, mm-hmm. Yes. Which is like a big a big shuttle mm-hmm. that only the captain can use, apparently. Because, I mean, there's like plenty of times when having a big-ass shuttle like that would probably come in handy, but yeah. whatever. Well, the D had one. They just never used it. Yeah, well, they probably could It was on the blueprints. Um, and the... Oh, really? And Voyager has the arrow shuttle that never gets used. But anyway, so we find out that, but Picard is... Okay, here's the thing about this that's, that really irritated me. Tell us the thing. So Picard is going to... He violates orders. He does the classic take-the-badge-off bullshit. Mm-hmm. He gets into civilian-ish clothes mm-hmm. because, you know, it's not like, like... Does he really need to blend in with the fucking people? They already know he's Starfleet. No, yeah. he doesn't know. He, he doesn't want to wear the uniform yeah, he if he's going to violate orders. So and, then honestly, he goes, they, and honestly, they had better civilian clothes this movie, so... Then, he, be, then he goes down to the captain's yacht and he beams down... A metric fuck ton of ordnance. Yep. A fucking entire case of rifles. Yep. A bazooka, apparently. Somewhere, Some yeah. fucking transport in him. Like, he just... He brings the fucking most... He brings every weapon on the ship, basically. Yeah. Except yeah. for... Riker's the, fists. Ex, except, well... And then, okay. <laughs> so, so it's lines. like, okay, so... But he was planning to go down alone, and he knows <laughs> that the people on the planet are pacifists mm. that won't pick up a weapon. So, who, what, was he just gonna, like, triple-wield rifles? Like, yes. what the fuck? Maybe um, he's gonna give it to the kids. Maybe. Yeah. They, um, you know what annoys me about that sequence? Well, hold on, hold on. Or maybe you're getting to what it. So let me. So I, bet, I bet so you then, are, because I just thought of it too. So then, so then he's got all these weapons, and then the door opens, and the crew walks in. And is like, Captain, everybody's in civilian clothes yeah. except for Riker yeah. and Jordy. They didn't get the memo. And then, right? So everyone's already dressed up. And then they have this little scene where, like, we're not going to let you do this on your own. And then Picard... Saddle up! And then Picard oh. orders Riker and Jor- uh, and Jordy to stay behind. Yep. How did they know yep. when they were getting dressed, when they're like, when they, oh, cool, the, I think the captain's planning a thing. All right, we should all get in civilian clothes and take our badges off so that we can go help the captain. And then they're like, well, wait, wait, wait. He's probably going to want a couple of us to stay on the ship. Uh, I, it's going to be Riker and Jordy because they're the lamest. So... Uh, <laughs> But no, no but like they either Troy. they either all should have been in civilian clothes or all been in uniform. Okay, right? yeah. Yeah. okay, wait. And the fact that they if... knew who he was going to order to stay no, on the no, ship. No, 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 that's that was the deciding factor. He was like, you know, I was going to ask. We don't have time Jordy. for you guys to change. Yeah, I was going to ask Jordy and, and Riker to come too, but you guys are still in uniform, so why don't you just hang back and take care of shit here? And the thing they wouldn't have like they knew he was stealing shit, but they had no idea he was was going to be in civilian clothing. Like it just doesn't make sense. It's well because. It's one of those things. It was lazy shit, and, and the Guys, filmmakers were like, "No one will notice." We're on active duty, and the others were off for the night. Well, we know that when they're in 
On not on duty, they were fucking eighties loungewear. So well, well, now it's ninety, so it's nineties loungewear. Nah. Get a track suits. There's a there's when, a when, fine line between nineties well, loungewear okay. and being fair, they were wearing whatever 20, the fuck they were wearing. They were wearing twenty two sixties loungewear. It's the twenty two seventies. No, sorry, twenty three sixties. Now it's the twenty three seventies. So fashion has changed. Dude, yeah, can 20- you imagine how great it would be able to be to like replicate any fucking clothes you want? I sure wouldn't dress as lame I, as those assholes. You know what? I figured out why there's not so many people on the planet. They have a they have an incredibly high suicide rate. Oh, God. I was going to say they're cannibals, but because, all right. Well, no, I'm thinking because Ooh, how green is fucking people. boring must it be on that yeah, planet? You know, we discovered lots of neat shit like television and video games and warp drive, but we decided not to do that and just play fucking spinning hoops and yeah. hide, oh, hacky sack. hide and go haystacks, haystacks and, and shit. And not even swim. Like, that's the thing that gets me. Right? Oh, I, I haven't got some yet. Have I bet do. some of them do. Oh, just yeah. that, just oh oh! The, I forgot the worst thing about this movie. The worst, the worst thing about this movie is this: they drain the lake. Mm-hmm. Oh, this thing! Revealing the hollow ship. Yep. They take the fucking pontoon oh. paddle. Uh, yeah, I know. You know. Gondola. Anish, Anish doesn't even help Row because she sucks. Anyway, they get there. Like all they the figure out. They find the door. They open the door. And the door is at the water height. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they so they go into the ship. They say, "Oh shit, it's your village. That's crazy." Then there's a random sona starts shooting at them. So then they turn around and go back out that door. No, they throw Anisha. Well, they throw her out the door, and she can't swim. Now the door is twenty feet above the water. Yeah. Were they still draining the lake? No, oh, they because stopped. they get to then they finally get back to shore, and the shoreline is at the same height. Well, there's a dock. An, that's because it was an actual physical lake. Well, what I'm saying is, that's right. Well, that's that's fine. Yeah, no, they that was a huge fuck up. Like the, I didn't even notice the that. fact that, that the bad. fucking door was 20 feet off the water makes zero sense considering they literally just stepped yep. in from the boat. Yeah, they didn't have to climb up a ladder. Nope, they just fucking walked in. Do you know yeah. what I didn't like about that scene? Everything. Yeah, but how how easily they got from raft. To ship. Because you know in reality they'd be like, whoa! And like, all right, all right, you're next. I'm going to hand you up. I'm oh, just saying it was really stupid. It was too easy. Really bad. No one's ever gotten on or off a raft that fucking easily. That's all I'm saying. Really bad joke. Data's flotation device. Oh, yeah. that was terrible. Bad joke. Apparently, okay, but does he fit in easily in overhead storage compartment storage compartment? Yes. Apparently, I remember reading this years ago. So yeah, about 21 years ago. Brent Spiner saying that Something about the, like, temperature of the water mm. made it very difficult to get his makeup off that day. It made his balls? Oh, no. Like, it took longer than usual to get the makeup off. Well, they also had to use, like, waterproof makeup, right? Oh, like, maybe, I think maybe they, that's I think what they put is. on extra makeup because oh, okay. of all the interaction with the water that they had to do. Because that's... <laughs> Otherwise, it just washes off. And then yeah. fish goes by, and like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh yeah, he had to walk under the water. Speaking mm-hmm. of speaking of Brent Spiner, that was a cool. I liked that honestly. Yeah, speaking of Brent Spiner, he requested in this movie that they kill off Data, and there was originally even a scene where Picard, when I think when the Data running amok scene was much later in the movie, they had Picard actually kill him off, I think, and then resuscitate him later to help with the ending or some shit. But uh, Spiner said he want, he wanted to get Data killed off because he's aging like a human being and realized if I keep aging I can't I have to stop playing data at some point that's, so but, but that's not now. true because they even said 
in in the uh, one with the, his mother. What Juliana Tain Juliana Tainer. Yeah. They even said that she ages like Data. Then why in, it's already been it's already been lampshaded that Data ages. Then why in all good things has he not aged? Lazy makeup. Yeah. He did. He has that streak of white. That's true. No, he put that in himself. I know. I was joking. But they do. Maybe they, he puts those wrinkles is, in himself. Like they, I feel like they specifically added that line in that move in that episode because they're like, oh yeah, Brent Spiner doesn't look as young as he used to. And then why does he still look the same as Lore when when Lore has been deactivated for however many years whilst Data has been aging? Maybe you don't. Oh yeah, good point. I don't know. Lore was made to look older. There we go. Oh, <laughs> Lore is older. Lore is rotting from the inside out. He'd already been bad. puttering around for a little while before they deactivated him. He'd been him. puttering around for a couple, for maybe a year, right? It, it was have, a rough year. He did a lot of drugs. So much meth. Lots of android meth. But, yeah, no, this would have been... The only thing worse than killing off Data in this movie would be killing him off in another pointless, stupid Star Trek movie. So I'm glad they don't do that. Hey, you know what would be great, actually, though, is if he'd have, like, a great heroic sacrifice and then be brought back the next movie, making it null and void. <laughs> or brought back yeah. the same movie in the final scene, making it null and void. Hmm. That sounds... Actually, that sounds great. Is that... <laughs> is that an Into Darkness joke? That could be. Yeah. I assumed it was a Nemesis oh. joke, but... God, Into Darkness is so bad. It, it is, is bad. It is pretty bad. I do enjoy the opening. What's the opening again? The no. planet with the, the opening, red. I could not watch the opening. Oh, it's we'll, dumb, we'll, we'll talk about this in many, many years when we talk about fucking Kelvin. That, that'll but be, that's actually another movie I've not seen since I saw it in theaters. No, we saw it in theaters in 3D. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is a horrible, horrible, oh, that's horrible, right. horrible mistake. Because Jake's parents wanted to see it in 3D. Did well, you think they put your hair over it? Yeah, I could not. And that's the red scene. Yeah. Just immediately, like, overwhelmed my senses. No, and that, yeah. For the rest of the movie, I had to watch it, like, one-eyed so that it wouldn't be seeing the 3D effect. Well, bl- blame James Cameron for that shit. Yeah. Because he did that Avatar, and then everyone's like, oh, every movie has to be 3D for well, five years. are they still doing that? Is 3D still in no. It's right mostly now? died, thank, thank God. God. I it's fucking terrible. hate that shit. But I also think, not that it would have been better, but I also think the Trek movies were all post-converted to 3D, which... Like, it means yeah. it wasn't actually filmed with a 3D camera. Yeah, they, they basically took a 3D image, oh, cut bits oh, out, gross. and yeah, so that's even worse. Yeah, it was, like, and specifically the running through the red trees. Yeah, I could see it, that It being... just caused instant headache, and oh. I just couldn't for the rest of that movie. When you said blame James Cameron, I was like, did he direct into darkness? What the no, fuck? God. <laughs> Um, no, you know, the, well, the one good thing no, I think to come out of the 3D craze of the early some, 10s. Some decent 3D video games. So, yeah, so like... Uh, What's the one you played that was good? Well, so, yeah, so some video games released not just 3D, just, they were more like 3D compatible. Mm. So if you had a 3D TV, which yeah. for a while a lot of TVs were 3D and I had one, I still do somewhere. Is this one not one? My dad no, that one's one. that one's not 3D, the one upstairs. Is good. <laughs> but uh, the... Uh, it was Uncharted 3 yeah. had, a, had a 3D mode that you could turn on. And it, it actually TV. did look good. It looked really good. Now, of course, Because it was meant to be 3D from the get-go, yeah. right? It, yes. Yeah. And it, it halves the resolution, which on that, and so, like I think it depends on the technology, but on that one it halves the res- resolution. So it doesn't look quite as sharp, but mm. it, it worked. Like, because video games can be done 3D. It's like, that's like, yeah. fun. That's how, it's a thing that you can do. 
Star Trek. Yeah. I, have, I have a couple other like things that got cut or changed in the movie that oh, I cool. thought were interesting. The, the first being is, oh, it actually it goes back to what Jake was saying 8,000 minutes ago in this recording. Uh, originally, the Romulans were going to be the main baddies. Dumb. Dumb? Romulans. I, Not the Romulans. Card- Cardassians would be better? I, Cardassians are the best villains in Star Trek. And stop. Oh, yeah. And the Romulans are stupid and... I don't want to ever have to watch a Star Trek movie with the Romulans as a villain. Oops. Good. <laughs> Good idea, Jake. The HMS Pinafore joke with uh. Picard and Data singing was originally going to be them reciting lines from King Lear. Uh. So honestly, the yeah. HMS Pinafore thing is better. Yeah. And I liked it. I kind of liked it. Just because I think Brent Spiner has a lovely singing voice and he was very adorable. It was fun. It was he he was fun to watch. idea. Again, just like... No, they did like too long. they did like ten ah, verses. It way was, too it long. Was too much. Yep. Yep. And our original ending had Ruahu escape and get like and like take a little shuttle or get thrown into the metaphasic rings, and he would basically start aging backwards until he just imploded or some shit. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool, but the effect wouldn't have worked. I think that's why they didn't do it. I feel like I read that years ago myself, and it was like they just this tech wasn't there. Um, but yeah, that's why there's someone even credited as Young Ruafo in the credits still. Yeah, I ah. caught that. I was like, when do we see a Young Ruafo? Chris is like, we don't. Oh, that's was interesting. Like, yeah. We were Rufio. wondering if it was from like a flashback Rufio. or something, but Rufio. that explains Rufio. it. Yeah, Rufio kind of went off the deep end after he left Never Neverland, huh? Mm. Yeah, a little nice. bit. Uh, but yeah, no, just hands thinking about... up who else thought Rufio was hot when they were a kid. Sorry, I don't think I saw the movie as a kid. Oh, so uh, no, I was I was looking at the at the ending, and I know everyone's like, "Oh man, they turned Picard too much into an action hero in these movies." Even though most of this movie, it's him having an ethical debate. But okay, fine, whatever. Humans would it have been more impactful if it was Gallatin that went and sacrificed himself on the on the collector to save the thing? No, because we don't care about that character. Yeah, not I started caring about. That it would character. have been cool if Data went over there and sacrificed himself and, sacrificed and got blowed up. But then again. No, I don't ever want to see a Star Trek movie where Data beams over in place of Picard and blows himself up while saving the day. They should have beamed over Barkley to have a heroic <laughs> sacrifice. Aww. Um, wait, what, what am I doing? It'll be fine, Reg. You're one of our best diagnostic engineers. But, wait, what's going on? But, you know... But it's, Picard's it's, not familiar with this fucking ship. It's well, always, you'd think oh, he fucking was. Well, that's you said that, Cable. Let, us, let us know like what things to look for. It's like, okay... Yeah, what, did, what did I say? That like he just he knew his way around the technology immediately, and it was some that's that's weird that's tech. State, but that's they figured it. Out. I know they, it was that's, that's this one. That's this not was, a problem. It's not a problem because Star Trek is well established that if you if can you if you can operate any technology, you, then can, you can operate, operate all every technology. Yeah, but this was like Jurassic Park frozen embryo. Yeah, tube this was shit. It didn't make any sense. Byzantine. I mean, even if they just had it. Because it was a joint Starfleet operation. It could have even just had, like... Star, yeah, it could have had Starfleet Something that was, a, like, maybe some weird hybrid of well, L-cars. Like, and, maybe like, a joystick like of it, some like kind. like Starfleet was... Like, because you got to figure... Well, actually, that's interesting. What? So, there was only... We only see, like, five Starfleet people. We see... Doherty. Doherty, yeah. and then we see a handful of people in the... In the duck in the, line. Everybody else is Sona or one of their slave races. Yeah. Which... I'd like to note. I wonder. I was wondering if the slave, the slave, one of the slave races, kind of looked like Picard's buddy from Gambit, the captain of that pirate ship. Oh, and I wonder if that's supposed. To, if they're supposed to be the same. Interesting. I don't think so. But anyway, but um, I, know, I know we heard the names of them at some point. Yeah. I didn't write down what they um, were. Anyway. Okay. So yeah. So it seems like it, I don't think it was really a joint operation so much as 
the Sonau were like, uh, yeah, that planet's in your space, so we'd like to exploit it for resources and you can come along. Mm. Like, I don't think they really needed the Federation. They had seemed to have everything under control themselves, and the Federation kind of just fucked it up for them. Yeah. Well, then what were they hoping to gain from the Federation? Well, they just, they needed access to the planet, and the Federation wasn't going to let them do that. Oh, fair enough. Though, considering where in space it was, they totally could have just snuck in. Yeah, that's yeah, the no thing. No one's going to check. No. Yeah, no, no one's, one's going to go. Briar yeah. patch. They didn't even know they were fucking Br'er there. Rabbit, um, wasn't there was there a Br'er Rabbit joke in this yes, movie? There was. Yes. Okay, I was gonna say that was like that sounds familiar. This is this movie I'd like to point out is also a very similar plot to Star Trek Beyond, but that's beside the point. Montgomery Scotty. Beyond's way better though. Yeah, but it had it, it, they were also in the Briar Patch in that movie, or basically the Briar Patch. Anyway, um, it's, a, it's a very common trope for how do we make it so that other Federation ships can't act, can't uh, communicate with them? Hmm. There was something. There was a point I was trying to make when I started saying, "Oh, um." Stroking your beard thusly. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, yeah, the action hero stuff. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there is a lot of moral quandary that he has to deal with. But at the same time, the way he so- solves his moral con- quandary is with action hero shit. You know? That's because that's because the fucking Sona does, don't listen to the big diplomatic speech. Well, but then, like, he go, like, I would buy that. I would buy that. Gallatin listened. Gallatin did. I would buy that if he had beamed over to the collector and didn't say time's up <laughs> hasta la vista f murray abri <laughs> abri it sound like A-B. baby oh uh, abi uh, yeah. um <laughs> anyway yeah if he didn't pull the fucking finisher line uh, trope Oh, t- movie audiences need it. No, though. they don't. I'll, I'll complain about this next week. Don't worry. And then, um, and then, and then, I really do I'm, think. I thought you were worried. It is very, <laughs> it is very suspect, and it is very action movie tropey for the hero to escape just in the nick of time, and for the villain to burn horribly in his own machine. When in if this were real Star Trek... So you like the idea of him going into the rings and getting boiled no, alive instead? No, I, I like the idea of him getting beamed off by Riker and sent to prison. Oh, yeah, that's good too. Because I feel like that's kind of how that would normally go. In Star Trek, it's usually the villain isn't killed pointlessly. Like, it's one thing, like, Cod. if he was, like, sticking his dick in the thing and it blew up. <clears throat> Uh, but Picard blew the thing up and didn't bother to save the guy. I think maybe it just well, speaks Riker to... Well, didn't bother to save the guy. Well, sure. <laughs> I think it speaks to the greater corruption throughout the Federation during this time, which I know I don't know about yet officially, but I've heard that shit kind of goes downhill ethics-wise mm. during that time. Well, yeah. The Dominion War Sorry. issues. So I kind of... I was only half listening because I was trying to see if there was anything... The, the two alien slave races, I've already forgotten their names, were made up for this film. Uh, who's sticking their dick in what? And makeup. F. Murray Abram and anyone laying, willing to let him, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah the makeup part especially. Yeah. Speaking of ethical debates, I love that when, when Data gets injured and, and he is only like leaning on his ethical subprogram, his ethical subprogram is let's shoot up everything the Federation owns. It's a good program. <laughs> I liked it. Because they're being douchebags right now and need their shit shot up. These yeah, guys, these guys Data's are the no ones that liquor. Why, why was Data on this mission? He was curious. Like, 
somebody had to have assigned him to this yep. mission. He was trying to learn about fun. Yeah, there you go. So, like, Dor- saw, Doherty must CG have creature. specifically been like, all right, we got to get data for this. What was his contribution? There must have been. Maybe he was looking and helping with a certain thing. I feel uh, like it's never that, that explained only, or alluded to. No. Yeah, I can't remember if there was a line. It was just so that he'd be there and the plot could kick off. Well, because yeah, original, originally it wasn't going to be Data. It was going to be a friend of Picard's name, like Commander Duffy or something. And Duffy would be the one to want to expose all the things. Mm. And Picard would have to talk with talk with him and learn of the ruse. That would have made a lot more sense. Mm. But then Data doesn't have a hot, sexy plot. Yeah. Well, again, that just goes back to the movie rule <laughs> yeah. for Star Trek The Next Generation movies where only... Data and Picard get, get, to, to, be get to be characters in the films. Mm. Sometimes we'll let Riker do something. Worf is a butt of jokes. The women talk about their titty balls. And uh, that's about it. Riker got the best stuff to do in this movie. He got to, he got to fondle the column. Well, I was going to say he got to take a bath with Marina Sirtis. But that's yeah, that's also true. Right, oh, yeah. also- <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more like she was the one fondling the column. <laughs> Yikes. Uh. Yikes, indeed. Well done. And I know this was a this, this was a pillar movie. Well, the previous ones were more and Braga, right? Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like uh, they asked Pillar like to lighten the tone. This is first contact was a was a darker. But this is definitely tone. more of a episode. I think. I think. Yeah, exactly. I think going back to what Chris said, this this in addition to being clearly very derivative of several episodes, they also... Moriarty them, and it's amazing. <laughs> Yes. I loved that. Yeah. They stuffed them full of crumpets, damn it! Well, it was also, I mean, it's also um, the same thing that they pulled with those people with Worf's brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I said that you when did. we were watching it. You know, it's the, the so plan many was, better episodes. Like, basically, they, like, Doherty's like, hmm, how are we gonna, ex- how are we gonna do this dastardly plot? And he opened up, like, Picard's mission files yeah, and was like, alright, we'll do this, we'll do this. Ooh, <laughs> Duck Blind! Yeah, let's do that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everything Picard did... We're going to do... Ooh, Dixon of... Hill. Wait, no. Here's what I'll say about this, because I, I look at this and they talk about the, the youth thing and the, oh, yeah, the people want to retain their youth. And we've done the youth thing with Khan a bit, with the whole Picard... Oh, not Picard. Kirk is feeling old on his mm. birthday. And the, one of the big threads through Wrath of Khan was feeling old. Mm. And this movie, I think the feeling old thing wasn't done as well. Well, no. well, I think the first thing, like, one of the first things Picard says is, remember when we used to be explorers. Mm. And there's a couple elements of exploration in this that I wish they'd played more into because that's the interesting thing. Like, naming the naming the fucking captain's yacht the Cousteau, it's, it's perfect if you want to talk about let's do more stuff that is new to us. Mm. I also think... They try to time into the time, the time bullshit, which doesn't work, but... So they, they, yeah, they, they have, that's one thing I didn't mention also. The, the intro scene, or, you know, the, not the intro scene, but the intro scene to the Enterprise crew was this diplomatic soiree where they were meeting the fish granny people. Oh, yeah, and they have the new formal uniforms. Yeah, they have these whites that they wear. Yeah. They're better, they're not as ugly as the old formal uniforms. Well, I liked them, except I felt like, aside from Picard's, which felt like, like one actual cohesive outfit to it was me. white on white yeah to me the others just looked like their suit jackets didn't fit appropriately mm. but anyway so yeah it, you know the idea there was like oh look you know we're just we're basically relegated to doing these you know fucking diplomatic, diplomatic bullshit stuff. missions which yeah. is also like you did a shitload of I was gonna say, Picard used to love <laughs> diplomatic that shit. bullshit 
already. Like, this isn't new. Remember, like, that early episode where he had to learn to pronounce the fucking thing <laughs> just the right God. way? And then he played with his uh, holodeck Dixon Hill program instead? Yeah. yeah. Manhunt. Played with his Dixon Hill, all right. Fucking man. Was that Manhunt? I don't remember. No, I don't know. that was Big Goodbye? I think Big Goodbye. Well, oh. that's the one with Dixon Hill. It's one of the ones with Dixon Hill. I think Manhunt. Anyway. Yeah, this definitely wasn't as bad as I expected. No, but no. There were, no but, I don't think but, it's bad. And but I know I, that the, the even number tricks are supposed to be all all the good ones, and the odd numbers are supposed to be all the garbage ones. And this one wasn't. It wasn't that. Bad. It wasn't garbage. I it's just. A lot, it wasn't. I mean, the, yeah. It oh no, I definitely flipped. still hate it. I, I, I hate it, but I don't think like I was expecting like utter, utter, utter trash. No, I think I the thing I've always said about this film is oh. that it is a two parter episode at best mm-hmm. that has been. Filmed as a as a movie and released theatrically, like mm. that's really what we end up with. Which and is, I think you know if they had if we had taken a script from another TNG two parter and done it with a film budget, like if they had ooh, done, how about Times Arrow? Yeah, <laughs> kill me. Um, <laughs> now I don't want any Star Trek movie that involves Data's head lying in the in the, the dirt somewhere. Fuck that. He's a monster. I uh, Manhunt is it also does involve Dixon Hill. But it's the one where Mama Troy is extra horny. Yeah. So that's the that's the other the one with the pronunciation is is probably Big Goodbye okay. or something. But yeah, Manhunt is he hides from Mama Troy that's on the holodeck, right. and she doesn't know what a holodeck is. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's Big Goodbye then. Yeah, that sounds right. Because the long goodbye, so she starts holodeck. trying to fuck that hologram guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mama Troy can get it. I just, I think my biggest complaint with this movie is just that the pacing was really bad because it they had all these really was, long... There was some and, mistakes with And I don't usually notice shit like that. That's how I know it's bad. Like, if I'm sitting there like, holy fuck, how much longer is this well, scene going to be? Well, it's a short movie that feels oh, stretched out. Way longer, yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot that's, let's watch the llamas climb a mountain, and then suddenly it's, let's do all the action in 30 seconds. Oh no, more llamas would have been alright. Anyway, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this with the, the list of original title options. Oh yeah. Because uh, I didn't care for Insurrection as a title. I don't think it really conveyed what the movie was Should've really, like really Star about. Trek mutiny. Here's, here's the list. Here's the list. The original, original title was Stardust. Dumb. Here's all, it's a, there's a very long list. They could isn't, not, couldn't decide a fucking title Isn't for Stardust a Neil Gaiman novel? Might be. Who cares? Prime <laughs> Directive. Okay. Not the applicable. Resignation. Not applicable. Oh. This one makes me upset. The Resignation sounds like a fucking John Grissom novel. It does. Mm. Sorry, one, I didn't mean this to This one's really upsetting. The Enemy Within. Dumb. Uh, that's funny. They have to stop naming movies after titles of existing episodes. Nah, keep doing it. It's great. <laughs> Everybody loves it. Breach of Promise. Dumb. Dereliction of Duty. What Dumb. the fuck? Apostasy. Which wouldn't work because no one knows what it means. What does that word mean? It basically means rebellion. Oh, Jesus Christ. What about pasta? Mmm, pasta. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Where time stands still, I'm better. Better, but it references the dumbest thing in this movie. (laughs) For the world is is hollow and I can stop the clock. (laughs) Stop the clock. Um, Did you say forever? Forever. Oh, no. Beyond Paradise, it's such a long list. Sacred Honor. Timeless. Timeless isn't bad. Revolution is not on this list. And yonder. Revolution. Dumb. Rebellion. Dumb. High treason. Dumb. And act of treason. Dumb. Bad. Bad, bad titles. Bad, bad beans. I like Jake's idea the best. (laughs) Yeah. How about... uh, What does insurrection actually mean? It's like a rebellion. Oh, okay. But it's also... I feel like... I I can 
consider it more a rebellion against your own government than against these assholes? Well, well the, I, no, the idea was that Picard broke orders and, uh, and beamed out of the planet. It seems relatively minor. Considering, yeah. It does, but like, yeah. Considering like the rest of the movie is about, you know, these people trying to live forever. Mm. But, mm, I would call it... Timeless, I liked. Infinity? Zippity doodah. Fountain of Youth. <laughs> that would that would help with the Briar Briar Rabbit. Uh, That's the Star- joke. Star Trek. It's good. It's good. Star Trek. Get some coffee in you before this one. But yeah. Cool. Yeah. We sucked. Think, think we're good. Oh, hang on. There was one. There was one line in the Picard ethical debate where he says to um, Gallatin, "I'm not pleading for my life. I'm pleading for yours." Mm. And I wrote down Picard level wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's most true. Picardy thing that has happened. Hmm. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Picardy like even realm. compared to First Contact, Picard is more in character in this. Oh, big time! Absolutely in this film. Like, well, that's... here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like the the stakes in this in this movie aren't Earth gets fucking ass. Yeah, it's true. We don't see well, Earth that's at all. and that's another the thing. The stakes I are like. only the stakes are only your own ethics. The stakes mm. are the stakes are your ethics and the fate of six hundred people, which is as Star Trek it's very movies Star Trek. go, like that like as Star Trek episodes go, that's what you those are the stakes usually. Yeah. But for whatever reason they've decided that the stakes in the films now have to be the yeah, Earth, the, the fate of the fate of everything. Literally everything. And, well, and generations like, scaled it back. It was a world. Yeah. Well, the thing about Gen- that we weren't introduced. But we didn't. To. Yeah, we weren't introduced. It. We never met the people. We didn't give a shit. Yeah. But yeah, you know, in First Contact, it was the fate of everything. Yes. You know, in the next one, it's going to be the fate of everything. In all of the Abrams movies, it's yeah. the fate of everything. everything. In Discovery, it's the fate of everything. No, I don't think was Beyond and Into Darkness everything. I guess Into Darkness. I don't remember. Yes. Into I, Darkness. Because into Khan, Darkness. But well, it was also villainous. Admiral. Admiral. And San Francisco gets fucked up bad. Yeah, no, well, that's the, not the everything. The implication, San I mean, San Francisco's great, but... The implication of Beyond was that the villain was going to start with the Starbase and then spread from there. Oh, yeah, that's right. I wasn't... I guess I was kind of forgetting what that one was, but yeah, that's right. But the point is, like, every, like the, the stakes on Star Trek have been escalating to the point where, like... Like, that's my biggest criticism, I think, of Discovery, is that the stakes are always everything. Well, that, that was... That feels like how science fiction has become, like, well, after the like Doctor that. Who revival. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was gonna say that, like, I think a lot of people said they were disappointed with the most recent season, like, sensible people who weren't just mad that the Doctor was a woman. Because they were, like, they, they felt like everything was too, like... Monster of the Week? Too small. And it's like, well, yeah, that's because fucking Davies and... Moffat. Moffat just spent a decade where everything was always about everything. And yeah. I was so and relieved. It, and it didn't used to be that way at yeah, all. Like no. You had your... I mean, obviously the Earth was often the center of a lot of shit for yeah. whatever reason. And there were a few storylines, like the, the Guardians there. Their little spat could have ended the universe. But those were... Fewer and further between. Yeah, like, I was relieved, personally, to have a season where the stakes were really drastically scaled back, and everything was smaller and more intimate. It was nice. It was a refreshing break. Yeah. Mm. I obviously haven't seen it, but I... But we're also in the midst of the Marvel era, where, you know, fucking everything is... Yeah, that's true. Huge. But, yeah, so, yeah, the point being, though, that I did like that this was kind of a smaller, isolated story. Yeah. It's like you said, though, it felt more like, almost like... 
a traditional episode oh, yeah. rather than yeah, which was nice. Sure. Yeah, I just personally felt like the execution was really bad. Yeah, there were there were many there were many flaws. Their attempts to look, to like add humor mostly what fell oh. flat, except for that one joke. Oh, something I, I've no, I noticed when rewatching set reuse, right? So we already know mm-hmm. that like they reuse a lot of Voyager sets in First Contact. Yeah, the Sona like beauty parlor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a kind weird of, thing to call that creepy but, triage I mean, unit. Uh, it oh, is. we haven't even talked about Doherty's Ka- death. Kind of a oh, yeah. kind of a like a weird kind of a weird obscure set reuse. It's there's an episode. How do you, how do you recognize? Because these? it's a very distinctive looking See, set. See, I read all the reuse of sets in the memory alpha, and each time I'm like, don't fucking care. Don't. Well, give this a shit. this one is it's very specific, right? So there's a possibly. Arguably, the best episode of Star Trek Voyager is Living Witness, mm. and it takes place uh, in almost entirely in a museum, an mm. alien museum. It's just with the time cops. I like that one. Uh, and this one has, and and that the set from the museum is the set for the oh. Sona Beauty Parlor. And I yeah, recognize where it. where Doherty dies via face stretching. <laughs> which oh I looked away it was awful it, it, it was, was an awful gross. special effect you mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, like you look at it, it's like oh my god because you, know, so you, they just, opened it you in, like, just think like what it would Photoshop feel like stretch. and it just like feels painful to have your skin splitting That's, over your like, face the idea of it is definitely. More horrifying than the execution. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. It's also not the first time Anthony Zerby has been stretched to death. From... Is or isn't? Isn't. Well, What's the first His time? actual real life death he was is, by stretching. He is wow. in the hands down worst, second worst? One of the worst Eon Productions James Bond movies, Licensed to Kill. He's like a henchman, and he gets thrown into a decompression chamber. Ooh. And he's similarly like, I think they draw it out more, but he kind of like implode, explode thing. So it's like head ex- kind of expands and then bursts. Ooh, that's how that would work. That no. like I don't think it is either. But I did a lot bond, of researching I mean. what would happen in, to you in, in lack of pressure, and that's not what happens. What happens? Why would you do that? Doesn't your blood I, boil I put or it something? in a play I wrote. Oh, okay. Well, what does happen? Uh, I forgot. It was, it you wasn't, basically it get the bends. Bad. Well, you know, you're, no. you're touting yourself as this expert on from That's what I said. I thought it was blood oh, boiling, God. but I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're definitely blood boiling. Like, it happened to one guy where he was very, very, very briefly either exposed to space or just exposed to a zero pressure area. And he said the last thing he could feel before he passed out. Really, the answer is you pass out almost instantly. Well, that's good. Uh, the last thing he remembered uh, was the, the saliva on his tongue boiling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because fuck, as, as no. pressure as pressure reduces the the water, the boiling point of water. I'll send you the video. It's fuck, no, still no, not no, as no. bad as Thank biting you. into a freshly microwaved hot pocket. Ah, cha 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 cha. Nice. Ah, cha cha. You can cut this joke. No, no it's not ah cha cha. It's look. I had gotta... to suffer through every joke and insurrection. <laughs> Our listeners can suffer through that. I mean, Great. we all had to well, suffer through. Definitely feeling aggressive tendencies, sir. Uh, Right, yeah, our listeners didn't the yellow, necessarily right. listen to watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, we should wrap this garbage up. All right, well, that was Star Trek in Erection. <laughs> eh, dick. Lots of uh, stuff going on in this film, and uh, and we just talked about and it. most of it not good. It. Well, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, we're, I think we'll probably end up doing after next week's episode maybe a top 
uh, top five of the movies or something. Just so Close, get, but uh, so but we'll 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 figure out where this falls in the in the grand scheme of Star Trek films. Number one. Number one. <laughs> yeah. So that's. But anyways, also coming up next week, we are going to be covering the fourth and final Star Trek: The Next Generation film, Star Trek Nemesis, mm. uh, which is Nish- shall shall we say? I guess could be. Accurately described as a movie. A movie. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping on my jokes. Oh, was that really what you want to say? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Change your name clever. to Caitlin. Yeah, cause... seriously. Seriously. <laughs> oh, maybe I hear the blues are calling. Man, Saturday you were so lucky that you didn't <laughs> jump on that last I almost did, oh, dude. I was I this close, and I was like, I, so, I, I don't want to do I did so much work for that joke. Oh, oh man, I would have shit. <laughs> 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 I would have leapt across the table. <laughs> um, well, at least we would have had audio, table. audio, audio evidence of, of murdering me. <laughs> at least there would be justice. Chris is just like, no man, there's not a jury that would no. convict you, but bloop, delete. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. It would be like it would be like she you know, murdered the, your joke. The, it was self defense. Exactly. Um, anyway, uh, so that's coming up next week. Star Trek. Nemesis, Tom Hardy, fake nose, it's great. So we'll be talking about that next week. Mm. Until then, you can find and like us on Facebook and Twitter, Tumblr, SSHB Podcast, SSHB Podcast.com. Download our SoundCloud on SoundCloud Sound and on <laughs> iTunes. Nope, it's not iTunes, it's Apple thing. And Google and any other podcast material place. Jake's finally gotten good at these, and he's almost done. If you go to one, I like that this is him getting good. Also, if you go online (laughs) and you find our podcast somewhere, and there's an opportunity to give it a rate and review, please do that, or write us a little note, or draw us a little picture and post it to our face page. Oh, yeah, especially that. That'd be um, awesome. I would love that. Or write some poetry about or, us. Or, like, animate our uh, hilarious shenanigans. Exactly. The pizza you know rant needs an animation. Oh, my God, that would be wonderful. That was, so uh, that was like, like two years ago. Yeah, of... but that's where everything started to fall into place. I see. Um, it's true. It was that pizza story that really set us on really our way. Yes, the, the, room the pizza story was our measure of a man. Yes. 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 Really We was. peaked early. <laughs> Chris hasn't even been recording any of these since then. It's all been a ruse. Yes. Very elaborate. He just re-releases that monologue every week at, on Thursday morning. Okay, well, I think that's all we got. So my name has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is always Caitlin. <laughs> oh no, Honestly, my collector. That was Rufio. Better. Better than him. <laughs> <laughs>